Okay. Uh, okay, we're live. <laughs> hey yo. Talk quietly. We are live. I'm gonna make an announcement. We are live. Can you make the announcement in the Discord? Yeah. Because I don't want to, you know, mess up the entire layout of the stream. <laughs> um, trying to, uh, to do it. Yep. Please don't. Notification. Watch live now. The digital soon. Off the rocks podcast episode one. Everywhere at the end of time. Um. Yeah, we are currently live. That's good. Um. Let's just wait. Like three minutes before we start talking I don't know if anyone's gonna join to be honest hey no one's gonna join just kidding Hannah's gonna join oh well that's great I don't know it's, why is it saying I'm lagging am I lagging I don't know are you I don't know. I can't tell. Uh, I hope not. I hope not too. That would that would make it tragic. Uh, I'm not. Okay. That's good. Um. So yeah, <laughs> um, this was a pain in the butt to set up for zero viewers. Just kidding. This was fun. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a fun night. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're clickbaiting uh, everywhere at the end of time. What about it? Maybe. Just a little bit. You think if people search up everywhere at the end of time, our live stream will be the first thing that comes up? No. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that's how that works. You don't think so? No. I think it's a real possibility, but um, how are the audio levels? To anyone who can answer, aka Jake or Hannah. I don't think, go. Uh, you can hear Jake and me and the music? Cool. Hannah has confirmed that the audio levels are fine. So. That's good. Yeah. Okay, um. This is gonna be fun, right? Yeah, I mean, I hope people join. We'll start the actual podcast in like 30 seconds, I don't know. Two people are watching right now. And one, one of them's Hannah, I don't know who the other one is. Uh, SMDC, is it you? Is it... Please type in chat. Please. Because uh, it'd be cool. Hello. Oh, there it is, and he showed up on the stream. Good to know that that is uh, squished and stuff. So. Hannah, can you type in chat as well? Just so I can look at something. I think we're gonna start. It's five minutes. There's people here. 
How's everyone doing tonight? Um, tonight we have a series of topics related to everywhere at the end of time. Probably. There you go. Probably. You could say that. Um, Probably. Why is the chat not showing up in the thing? It should be. It's just going to be a little oh, bit. Oh, there just, it is. It's going to be slightly delayed. <laughs> um, it's also like extremely. Are like. Is it pictures are so pixelated, bro? Are they actually? I don't know. <laughs> they it's, are. It's okay. It's it's, our it's first, whatever. It's like, whatever. I'm we'll not, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, doing very good. SM, SMGC. Um. Okay. So, so I guess we can start talking now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We of course chose <laughs> everywhere at the end of time to be our first <laughs> subject. It's not. For the it's not clickbait. It's definitely not clickbait. It's yeah, so not. We've obviously uh, recently uh, discovered everywhere at the end of time. Uh, if you've seen uh, our video, or at least my video on it, anyway. Um, uh, well, yeah, I, would, I, I guess we could say our video because the first I mean, the our first, review of it is it's sort of a group project between the, me and the Slime first Nugget. the first one. I haven't I have no inclusion on the second video, but the the first one we did together. I wish we still had that live yeah. stream, but we don't. Yeah, I wish we did too. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool, and I don't know if you're. Uh, been following the channel if you're listening to this if you're like the five people who actually are active and somehow watch this uh um you'll notice that uh, our videos on everywhere at the end of time are rather popular rather or, popular for our, for our channel anyway i mean we'll we'll talk about the stats for the first one right now let me pull it up um i mean digital Saloon. Let's look. I mean, let's look at it. So, it got a thousand views in four days. That is the fastest grossing video we've ever had. In one month, the original video has less than 2,000. So, to have 1,000 in four days, where videos, I mean, I mean, look at this. We got one month really three weeks ago. Like, and really, that was that was about two months ago because that was on May seventh. So that was that's that's close. Ago. That's close to two. I mean, it's like a month and a half, but still. Bro, still. that's literally two. Oh months. wait, it'll be One two. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, May seventh. That's a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so that's pretty darn good. Oh, um, oh, thank you. How do I change my title? Can I, can I change the title? Oh, I changed it on YouTube Studio. Thank, thank you. I apparently I put a. Oh, I didn't see that. Um. Here, I can change it. Yeah, you change it. You know how to do it. I, did, I didn't even see that that was. Yeah, that's my bad. We were kind of freaking out trying to get the layout of everything figured out. But that's that's fun. Um, but yeah, so, uh, what, what were, uh, what were you saying? We're talking about uh, uh, the oh, popularity yeah. of the video. I think it's funny that, uh, or not funny, but interesting that the, um, the fan projects video is actually more, you know, essentially more popular than the, the actual review. Because it's growing uh, faster. Well, I mean, no, because remember, remember how you were saying about how it's the only video of its kind no one else uh, no one else has a video rating fan projects if you look up everywhere at the end of time fan projects like ratings or reviews or anything like that our video is the first one to come up so there's probably a bunch of everywhere at the end of time experience and stuff like that so I, I, I mean it makes sense to me at least yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's a lot more videos of reviewing the whole project than there are, uh, even talking about much less reviewing. 
actual projects like the Care Bear himself actually the creator of everywhere in the beginning of nowhere uh, commented on our video and and said it was the first review of it he'd ever seen so which is that's pretty cool that's honestly a surprise to me because how how old is it not very old at all it's only several months old it came out this year well even April, even I, I mean even with that you would expect some something like with how popular it is because isn't that well, the most popular fan of it fan like uh, it it probably is the most popular one but that's not saying much it only has 260k views it only has 260k views well for I mean, the videos other one, these days well the the everyone at the end of time has like 13 million i was looking at it yeah time. these days that's not much much less people in that group of 260 you know who've actually who a actually care and, about it and listen B, have channels yeah listen to the whole things b have channels that make videos and c you know chose to make a video about it so um yeah i i don't know um that's pretty cool and and that kind of makes me want to do a review of the whole thing but that might just be kind of redundant since i did one in the video that i made um yeah but, but I, mean, uh, gotta, I mean you gotta think the the fan the fan video and the experience are not the same length videos you did a five second video yeah, I mean, my review of Everywhere in the Beginning of Nowhere in that video is like 11 minutes or something. Um, but to be honest, I was having a little bit uh, of trouble making that review that even that long. Um, it's 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 really great. It's a great project, but um, there's only so much you can really say about these things when you've seen them enough i feel like you know they're all kind of similar yeah and yeah, I mean, um, like... I, it's like i can't it's really cool it's a really cool concept but it, there's only it can only be done so many times where it's like okay like how much can i really say about this after like talking about like five others yeah um, and at some point it's not even like anything anything exciting at any point there's going to be there's going to be copies that feel like the same exact thing over and over again i mean the the voices one was unique because it was the same thing but with a twist whereas other ones like the minecraft thing the like the schizophrenia one where it's it's the same thing and the twist is just that it's different music so it doesn't feel different like at least the voices added something different, whereas the other ones are just like you know, like lame. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, there's definitely uh, there's a variety, but there is also most use the exact same template. And, oh yeah. Um, and eventually, we're gonna run out of unique content in everywhere at the end of time, which is a sad thing to say <laughs> because it's. Um, that may have already happened. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. That may have already happened. Um, the whole dementia, like, album thing, like, <laughs> you know, it, it's again, it's very interesting. It's very cool and very original in the way it originally was. But uh, it is relatively simple, um, a simple idea. I'm not saying it's simple oh, yeah. to um, to execute or to make that it's, that these things are easy to make, but yeah, I don't know. Um, a 14-year-old did it, Jake. A 14-year-old. Well, apparently it's a lot of work, and <laughs> to make a nine and a half hours of stuff, like most people can't even do one song. But well, the caretaker um, originally only did like ten minutes, right? That, that one video we were watching or the one play we were watching the other day well it's only like 10 minutes long isn't it it's an hour long but it's not really oh is it really yeah and it's not like everywhere at the end of time in the in the same way it's more like all like stage one like it's not really meant to be the same thing um I, oh i thought that was i might have 
a completely different idea of what that what that entire thing was. I yeah, I thought it was one very short album that put stage one through six, what what happened eventually in Everywhere at the End of Time into a very quick album instead of that, and it came before the other one. But I I might be completely wrong about that. No, it's really uh I think it's called an empty bliss beyond this world. It it's um it's like fifty two minutes and it's not I think the whole I might it might like deteriorate a little bit, but really the whole thing is like stage one. Okay. It's just sort of ambient music. It's not um it is up supposed to be about dementia like a lot of his stuff is, but it's not really a whole thing. Um and it's what inspired him to Eventually do make. further. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, but. it's got a similar, I mean, similar style at least that I've. Oh yeah. From what we were listening to the other day. It's it's stage one basically. It's the same thing, in that way. Um, it even uses uh, some of the same songs. Uh, maybe only one of the same songs, but. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm listening now. Like we have, I have um, uh, the Kobo song, the everywhere. What is it? Everywhere in the beginning of nowhere. Um, yeah. It's on right now, and it honestly, like, it, it's giving me the same, the same kind of moods that I was getting while we did the stream through the everywhere at the end of time. Like oh, this beginning part it's peaceful. We've got like this is like ballad music or something. I don't know. It's just like or orchestraic, I guess. And I and I have skipped through parts of it, um, and I know that it deteriorates in the same way. So it's it's just like like this. It's just a longer version, which oh, it's not not saying it's not like good work because it is, but it's just a longer version of something we've already like watched and listened to. So. Yeah, I, I almost I almost kind of in a lot of ways like Everywhere in the Beginning of Nowhere uh better actually than Everywhere at the End of Time. Um but I think Everywhere at the End of Time ultimately is better, but not by like, you know you know, miles and miles or anything. I think um because again, it's you know it's relatively I don't know everywhere at the end of time to me is a lot like darker a lot maybe it's just because it's the original and it's the one that everyone sort of gets introduced to uh, but it to me is feels a lot more creepy and scary and sad than uh, the Care Bears but um, I don't know that's just me that might that might come from the music selection of the template like what you use to distort it because using a different uh like the idea of being able with the songs that the uh that the caretaker used having the same like rhythms being played by different instruments and being able to distort them in different ways allows for a different sense of it because when we hear at the original the like original for song one you get a, a pretty nice melody of like all the instruments and what they sound like and when you distort them and add them together, I think having all the different sounds allows for it to be more depressing. Whereas, I mean, I'm not getting that mood right now. It kind of all sounds like like trumpets and like brass instruments or like string instruments, and that's limited to just those two um, in the Care Bears version. Yeah, the Care Bears, I, I agree, um, feels a little bit more... Uh... At least in stage... Well, I don't know. I said in my review that it feels more gray and, like, nostalgic than everywhere at the end of time. But there is also an aspect of it, I think, in stage one for a couple of the For a lot of the songs that do sound kind of happy almost. Um, but I don't know. The, the tracks used for everywhere at the end of time are like some of them are just very eerie even with little distortion um i think the tracks used in everywhere in the beginning of nowhere are not as eerie some of them are maybe more sad 
but not eerie. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's just me. But no, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, and I think they because, especially with stage four and stage five, how elongated some of the songs can be. It uh um. It makes it a lot harder to listen to in one sitting. Like, it's not. It's not just. A like, easy sit through. Of the idea where where it's like, oh, you can slowly get the distortions. Like, we're getting to a point in the end of stage four and beginning of stage five where it's like, yeah, it's distorted, but it's so slow that it's like, it's not just about the distortion. It's about understanding that, like, he can't even do, like, basic things anymore. And that is shown very well through the songs. And I don't, I don't know if we'll be getting that, um... through the uh, thing. Does that make sense? I'm going to be saying that. Yeah. Because that's a problem I have where I think I'm explaining something wrong when I'm not. <laughs> I do it with Hannah all the time. I'm like explaining something and I'm like, you have no clue what I'm talking about. But, I don't know. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I think it could benefit other creators and other people that are trying to do stuff like the Care Bearer and the Caretaker to branch into different diseases. I think at this point we've gotten the idea of dementia. I think if you want to create something original, you cannot just be mimicking dementia anymore. You cannot just be trying to create that feeling. Um, I know there's that schizophrenia one which was 10 minutes, which I haven't listened to yet, but like at this point we cannot just continue with the same theme. We have to branch out. And I think that that's, that's where content for us goes, at least. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> arguing, like, okay, I don't even know if any other ideas, well, the Care Bearer mentioned in his comment to me something called, uh, let me see what it was called, called Faces on a Wall by someone named Mr. Nobody. He said it's the same similar to you know ever at the end of time or whatever but it's about depression depression okay uh i don't know see the thing is like i've just i i think the whole idea is just a little bit overdone uh, at this point you know like i said like there's just only so much you can do with it and i don't i'm not personally interested in in any other in any more uh, of this stuff like as far as more yeah, yeah. new things um but yeah, I think it may have no, that... gone a little far. <laughs> well, if we want to talk about branching with different medias, I mean, we were watching not too long ago um, Marlowe talk about the father. And I think that's a great way of taking the same idea and branching out into different art. Um, the father is a movie, I haven't watched it yet, um, but it's definitely on my list of things to watch. About uh, It's about dementia again, but it's. Like it's instead of it being music, it's like a visual media. Like, well, it's obviously it's a movie, but it's a. It tries to do it through like showing someone's life, and I think that that's where stuff like this needs to go. If you want to really show something like that, like you need to get into a more artistic thing, because you you kind of stop with, with music. Once it's done once, it's not going to be done well again. Like, or not, yeah. not, not like done well. I mean, like, not like done in a unique manner again. Um, but, I mean, we could have two movies about mental issues back to back. Let's talk about the Joker coming out, talking about, like, that was, that was kind of centered on, like, mental issues and, like, depression, social anxiety, like, I guess, like, being mentally insane or something like that. And like the the, yeah. art, the art there does not feel anything like the father does, but they both deal with similar topics of mental, mental illness, mental struggle. So that's that's a place that like music falls, at least for me. I don't know. I mean, this is a general summary. It fall music falls 
where it's like, like this doesn't sound like anything different than what I was listening to a few months ago when we listened to Everywhere at the End Time because it's just the same distortion. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think there's something really um, interesting and unique about it being done through music because, like, like that movie, like The Father or whatever, or uh, even something like The Shining, which of course everywhere at the end of time is highly inspired by like like movies like visual media is like okay then it's just a movie like then it's just like a movie about something like there's something so cool about it being done in a long form audio thing because um that way it's almost like you're experiencing it like you're not watching you're not watching a character i mean okay people make the caretaker to be like a character and yeah that's like the idea that it's like the, you're supposed to be viewing like the the mind of the person the caretaker but you can also just get into it like almost and imagine like it's you or your mind um and uh and because it's just audio that's particularly like that's scary we like slowed audio reverbed uh mixed up audio can be very scary like uh, and that's why stuff like stage four is like it gets really uh, strange because the audio is so uh, distorted. Uh, but, but I don't yeah. know. And and I think that's that's another part where like a visual media fails because at that point it's it's a lot less personalized. I feel like it's a lot less like like you're watching someone go through it and you can sit. There are people who probably sit through the movie, like The Father, and be like emotionless through it. Whereas music, like especially six and a half hours of music, having to like almost almost endure it, like 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 try to like make it like a like it's a marathon, try to get through it like it's it's a struggle, actually makes the feeling more uh, come come to life more that something like a movie doesn't. But I don't know. I mean. I'm interested in, in seeing how everywhere at the end of time changes music because I mean it's pretty recent and we've seen all these fan projects come out quickly and um, but it hasn't really done anything to the point of like some like rock star thing or something like it's it's supposed to well it, I don't think it ever can. It is relatively niche. It, okay, yeah, it has 13 million views. That's that's gonna keep rising, but that it's not, it's not some pop song. It's not something yeah, it's that's a, very. It's not, it's not it digestible at all. Yeah, it is not digestible at all. Like it is something that you have to be like, you have to be into, and you have to, I don't know. It takes a lot of. It's so long. It's way too long. To ever be something that I think would take off. Plus, it's a YouTube video. Like, it's just there's a lot of things that cause it. I don't think it'll ever have much of an impact on music as a whole, because I don't think that's even possible with the way that it is. But um, I think it definitely has inspired a lot of people to make more. Like, like the Care Bear. Like, he's 14 years old and he made this massive thing. Uh, and uh, you know. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, but again, it's YouTube, so. Yeah, I mean, its point is not to change music. Its point is not to do that. But it would be, it'd be cool to see if it, if it could have done something. I mean, it, it won't. It won't ever probably because it's so, so different to what we're used to now. Um, but to see someone, what if someone makes it with a, like, a, I don't know, artist right now. Just gonna say like, like Kelly Clarkson songs. They do the same thing, but with Kelly Clarkson songs or something like that, or with like I don't know, like Bruno Mars, where it's similar. That even then, it doesn't even reach the level of like it won't even reach similar to what some pop songs get. I mean, didn't isn't there a version that does like seventies and eighties songs or style songs? Yeah, yeah, that was. Um... Uh, I think it's called Everywhere at the 
or nowhere in the millennium of space or something. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned it in the video. I it wasn't really my thing at all, but uh, it definitely yeah. Like I don't know, because that's really cool, but it's like that's never going to be as popular as the original, and I don't think anyone in twenty years is going to do you know some version of it with Justin Bieber or songs <laughs> or something. You know, it's like oh, yeah. like you know, it's like. I, I don't think the thing is that popular, and I don't think it's that, um... I, that would just be, like, too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um... I think, ultimately, what it has done, and what its impact is, uh, is less on, like, uh, music, but I, I think it has offered a lot of people an interesting look into, uh, dementia as a disease, um, something that most people don't really have too much knowledge on and i think for a lot of people like when it when it hit tiktok like and it got super popular like that that was a big deal a lot of people have been now turned on to this idea of of uh of dementia and a lot of people are learning about it and i think that's cool because it's a pretty scary and strange uh disease and it's important to remember that what's What's going on in in everywhere at the end of time is a real thing, um, and uh, not something that someone sits through for six and a half hours, but can sit through for twenty, thirty years until they die. So it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. Yep. Um, we got our first question in the questions for the podcast channel. Um, oh. If you're in the chat and you're not in our Discord, I can uh, I can plug that now as well as if you're listening. On Spotify, you can head over to our YouTube channel, The Digital Saloon, and find the uh, find the the link to our uh, Discord there. But um, SMDC asked, "I heard you talking about The Shining. What mental condition does that represent?" The Shining. What? What? Uh, what mental? What mental disease? Well, I don't think. I don't think The Shining represents a specific mental disorder. Um, in general uh it's more and really the shining has more of a supernatural element to it it's like it's like uh like with ghosts and stuff i don't know i don't exactly remember everything but you know the shining is like jack torrance goes crazy in the overlook hotel and tries to kill his family and it's part of some sort of strange like um like prophecy like i don't even know like some something that just happens all the time in the overlook hotel and uh with every person who's the caretaker at the hotel does that um or something but um i just say the shining is a movie that could refer or uh i guess represent mental decline is because jack torrance does go crazy but it's that's not like the it's I don't know like, if that's the main it's, idea. It's, it's not like everywhere at the end of time where it's focusing on a specific disease. Yeah. 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 Well, SMDC, thank you for the question. Um, back to... So, listening to the Caravage version, um, I'm, I'm not feeling any different emotionally. I'll say, I mean, I think... Then going through everywhere at the end of time first has kind of and so many times at this point because I've listened to it not the entire way through but I've listened to it a good chunk of times at this point this just feels like normal I know we're on stage one this is like the easy stuff to get through I mean I don't know how far we're gonna get into this but I will keep listening to it on my own but this just I like it I, I I'm enjoying it but it's not anything special me and not not, again i i don't want to say i'm not the the kobe took took extreme work and was extremely um thorough with how how they created it and i can appreciate that and it is very good it's just not after everywhere at the end of time it does the same thing and i think that that doesn't help the content um yeah Everywhere in the beginning of nowhere, um, I'm trying to think again, like what it is like because it's. 
I don't know. Like, this beginning part is reminding me very much of, like, um, or not reminding me, but just, it, it's very, it almost feels normal. The music is kind of happy. Um, but it does definitely decline very quickly into, into very sad-sounding songs. Um, and, again, the distortion is more about it becoming, like, the music just kind of fades away, although it does start to get very, like, jumbled and mixed up, like, everywhere at the end of time, but, um, I don't know, it's like, everywhere at the end of time feels, it almost feels like everywhere in the beginning of nowhere is, like, a softer version, like, everywhere in the beginning of time, like, like, really, it feels so violent with the way that it changes, um, I don't get that feeling from uh beginning of nowhere but um i don't know i don't know how to explain it because i'm trying to think of how they compare in my mind and uh beginning of nowhere definitely feels a lot different but also similar at the same time i don't even know yeah i i can get that i mean right now it's it's a similar feeling with the slight static and the somewhat jazzy music but i don't think i think as it goes on i mean it's got an additional three hours that have to be unique in some way but um we did get another question um it is um also from smdc what do you guys think of william odemol's last series of portraits um oh okay i looked, I looked, so... I looked him up because I didn't know exactly what it was, but it's this one of an artist from 1967 to 2000, and he uh, he shows um, just like I guess decay via via art, and um, I will actually pull it up on screen for anyone watching the YouTube stream. Give me just one second, JP can talk. Uh, yeah, this this uh, guy is pretty interesting and. They have, um, you know, he's been sort of connected and, and tied in with everywhere at the end of time. I think there's even a uh, video on YouTube that syncs up the music to, to this guy's portraits. Um, and it's kind of interesting because it does uh, capture... I would be very interested to know if um, if uh, Leyland Kirby and Ivan Seal, the guy who did the art for uh, the album covers... Um, I wonder if they knew about this guy because the way that the uh, pictures in in uh, everywhere at the end of time sort of slowly become more strange and abstract is very similar to this guy's uh, art and um, and the guys the the interesting part is that this guy's art was not intentionally done like that it he just, he had dementia and th those are portraits of himself um, as time went on. Uh, and it's it's uh, just a chilling reminder that again the thing in you know the idea in everywhere at the end of time with the declining music and the pictures getting weirder it's like it's not fictional like that's a real that's capturing a real feeling a real thing that people experience and uh, I think this guy's art uh, being made by someone who was actually dealing with it is uh, is pretty cool. Um, that's good. Okay. I'm struggling to get it on screen. I'm sorry. Give me just one second. Okay. So there's... There's the first three. Um, 1967, 1996, and 1997. Obviously, you can see in the first one, it's kind of... Um, it's kind of normal. I would say there's nothing really bizarre about it. Um, the second one, obviously, has a very different color distortion. Um... Which is weird since the other ones kind of have a normal color palette ish i would say i mean kind of still have that human skin tone but yeah then you got the third one where his face is all distorted um that's the only thing that's really wrong about it there's kind of some different marks across the side of his face where the shading would be where instead of shading it's kind of harsher it's a lot harsher with the lines and stuff um, it's a lot more dark rays instead of just like outlining its face. Um, but yeah, and then let's go down to the next three. Obviously, these are where you see um, the distortion comes up. 
um, where the 1998 one is doesn't doesn't have a normal background. Um, I think that's a big thing to point out um, is the change in background because that's something you can get in everywhere at the end of time too. It's not just about mental mentally and like personally it's that the world around you is changing i think that that is a big part shown in everywhere at the end of time with the hell sirens i think that that has something to do with the changing world around him i think that that people theorize that that's like a word stuff but i'm i've always thought since the first time we heard it that that is it could simply just be the uh, doorbell and he starts freaking out about it because the world around him is is causing him to see and hear differently even if he wasn't in a war and I think that, that that's that's kind of similar to how how the background around here looks um, and yeah and obviously we can see that in 1999 and 2000 they uh, uh they are very very much saddened, saddened by our time. Um, there is still a similarity, though. I think that's a big thing. From 97... So, from 96 to 97... Sorry, 96 to 97... 1997... 1967 to 1996 look somewhat similar. And then 1997 through 2000, although they don't look similar, they show a, a decreasing person. Um, and obviously 2000s is kind of scary and reminiscent of stage 6 and the the ultimate decay of the person but yeah, thank you for bringing that up because I was not aware of these pictures um, it's cool to, cool to learn some new stuff yeah they are uh, they're creepy they are pretty scary that is very creepy very creepy indeed. Assuming, like, his wife put him up to this, or, like, surely he wouldn't have remembered in the year 2000, oh, time to make my self-portrait for the year. Like, <laughs> I'm sure someone was was yes. telling him to do that. Someone was telling um, him to see how he did it, but, I mean... And maybe. I wonder, did he... I don't know if he did that on... I'm guessing he did it on purpose, at least when he, when he started. It was like, I'm going to do this as an experiment, or I don't yeah. know. I would love to read more about that guy and what he was actually doing. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely. It's pretty interesting. He, he, again, that's putting putting the same idea into a different media, which I think makes it um, exciting. And oh, I'm reading a label here. He drew self portraits until he couldn't remember his own face. That's what the uh, the six pictures are labeled as. So mm. that's an interesting way to uh, look at it. Apparently there's similar ones, but about schizophrenia. Interesting. Which, um... Self-portrait. Let's look at those. Let's... Yeah, oh, these are somewhat weird. Okay, that just looks like a normal guy. He's got, like, a mouth coming out of his head. I'm not going to show these, because I don't think they're there's much on topic but that is still interesting um yeah I mean I can also point out something that I was told today um apparently the youngest person with dementia is 23 years old 23 or 33 I don't, let me look let me look wow um, that sucks yeah let me look at the article that was uh sent to me Here it is, yeah. 23-year-old is the youngest reported person with dementia. Jordan Adams from Worcestershire. Apparently it's uh, genetic. His, his grandmother had a disease as well as several of her cousins. His mom died of the disease at 52. Oh, 
there's a gene that runs in his family that causes early onset frontal temporal dementia and Parkinson's disease. It's tragic that he said he watched he watched his mom struggle with the disease, so he already knows. Yeah. Maybe he's still alive, so yes, when the rest yeah. of his life taking part in dementia research and raising money for charity. That's nice. That's good. But yeah, I mean I think that stuff like that, it's um it's just kind of where we're at right now with I mean there's no cure for it at the moment so it's kind of just something that just sadly once you get it just it's just a constant downfall yeah there's a lot of different ways that they say um, you can reduce your chances of it I know they uh, you know I mean it's like a lot of things if you your your diet your diet affects it. Yep. Um, your uh, lots of things affect it, and um, I heard that they had this idea of some sort of um, type of light, like light bulb or something that uh, um, that like f um, flickers at such a rate, like super fast that you wouldn't be able to tell, but some way that it. Uh, the frequency of the flickering uh, lowers the chances for Alzheimer's or something. I don't know. Um, that's why gamers aren't gonna have Alzheimer's. <laughs> oh my! But I think there. I think it's it's pretty much uh, not really able to be stopped oh, yeah. uh, as far as we're aware. Well, well, I mean, but it's, uh, it's kind of inevitable at that point. But... Yeah. Mm. But. Yeah, I don't know. Ever at the end of time, uh, definitely something I'm very glad I, I stumbled across uh, or stumbled upon. Anyway, it's it's, via, via, it's it's very it's very interesting. Via memes, I would like to point out. Um, if you yeah, video. Via, via memes, the memes for everywhere at the end of time, you know, are a bit of a controversial topic because it is such a serious um, it is such a serious issue and. Uh, a lot of people make memes out of it, and and I get that because you know people when people are uncomfortable they like to laugh, and I'm like that too. And it's like if something is very dark and edgy, it feels right to just sort of Chuck, make Chuck light of it, yeah. uh, which is fine. And I think there's nothing wrong with jokes to a certain point, but some people just totally are like weird about it and like <laughs> like I, I don't know. I'm not really I'm not offended by anything, so. It doesn't really matter to me, um, but it definitely, uh, I think there has been a lot of funny jokes, funny memes and stuff that have come out of it. Not, not, not ragging on dementia, not jo not joking about dementia, but joking about everywhere at the end of time, which is in a sense, like, secondhand joking about dementia, but, you know, the jokes about, like, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember asking and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. That's kind of funny, like, but um. Uh, Piplup forgot, and then put, <laughs> and then putting the the everywhere at the end of time music behind it. It's like we're not making. I, I wouldn't say that's even poking fun at dementia. That is bringing a correlation between two things that happen to be funny. I mean, no one. I mean, when I play Pokemon, I don't think about dementia and everywhere at the end of time. But when you put Piplup forgot. And then at a freeze frame and put the everywhere at the end of time music on top of it. It's it's just a funny sequence. It's not. I don't think it's offensive. I don't think it's anything bad. But yeah, we're just funny yeah. living in a funny world. Okay. Anyways, um, right. we um, we we plan to talk for an hour. And we have ten minutes left. Are we switching the topic to Bad Batch for a little bit? Oh no. I don't even want to talk about Bad Batch. It's, it's, I think we need to. I'm, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say something controversial. That it's not good. <laughs> well, I, I'll say it out loud. I hate Omega. Look, <laughs> she I don't know me. if I can really, I don't know if I can really judge the show yet 
in 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 totality because it's not finished and uh i don't really know where it's going that's the problem <laughs> it i don't know is it for kids or not i that's what i'm trying to discern yeah well you can judge i don't know if it's, it's you can judge it even though it's not finished i, I don't think that's I mean, looking at, I mean, all the episodes are pretty much separate. There's not really a continuing arc. I mean, there's like a general continuing arc, but it's not really like continuous, so every episode kind of feels separate. So you can judge the episodes, and they all are, I mean, there's nothing particularly good about it, I would say. It, uh, it, it just, suffers like Mandalorian disease, where it's like, it. <laughs> it's like every episode is almost just like this little side quest, like like thing and then like the episode's over like they're not re you're right they're not really progressing towards anything exactly um but i don't know I... yeah uh, i mean there's an obvious goal i guess they've got but is it to overthrow the empire? It's to help the rebellion. Like, what their goal is, is kind of unclear. Right now, I guess it's protect Omega and get stay, money. Yeah, get money or something. But like, there's so much like controversy in between, like, in the group that it's like it's unclear what everyone wants to do. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really I'm not really sure who the target audience is for it. Um, <laughs> Which hurts. Hurts it a lot. I'm not I'm not sure if it's for like the Clone Wars originally, like that was a kid's show. Um Season seven was a lot darker though, apparently. I haven't watched it yet. I don't care, but apparently that was Well it definitely movie. was it was definitely more like I think it eventually turned into a lot like just like the movies are where it's like it's not really I guess they are sort of geared towards kids, but they're not like, um, I don't know. They're really for all ages, I would say. The movies but and the shows. I think that's the goal. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to get something that's for 40 year old people and six year old people. It's hard to get something that's good for everyone. So, even if it's geared towards everyone it's gonna feel more childish at that point that's why that's why omega is here she's the the child where she's the the oh that's like me because i'm not big and strong like like heavy or whatever his name is wrecker and i'm not i'm not a good, i'm not a good fighter like uh a hunter but i'm the little kid who's trying their best to help everyone out and doing a good i guess doing a good job at it so it feels it, it feels childish to me that's what i've got to say yeah i don't know I, i'm it's hard for me to discern with star wars um well i guess with a lot of things like what it's for because i don't i'm not a kid you know we're not children so i'm not I'm really well <laughs> bro <laughs> i i don't know it's in that gray area for sure because it is an animated show uh, which often are made for children, um, and but I don't know. I, I I suppose that's kind of irrelevant to what this show is. I'm just not very impressed with it. Although I'm very cynical about Star Wars, and I'm not particularly easy to please with most movies and shows because I just don't really have care for them, uh, like personal interest in most things. Um, but I'm definitely. When I'm watching the episode, halfway through, I'm like, I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> yep. I'm glad they're only 22 minutes instead of uh, 45 like the Mandalorian. Um, take a quick pause, sorry. We did get another question about Everywhere at the End of Time. Also, what do you guys think of the story of Everywhere at the End of Time and the other fan projects? Um, my opinion on the story is, like, I mean, I guess, like, through music, it's good. But, like, I, I don't know. It's... I mean, it's just a story about dementia. I'm, we, we've kind of talked about how it, it was a unique take on it. It's a unique perspective. And 
I think giving it six and a half hours to make someone have to endure listening to all of it kind of gets through the pressure of it. Um, I don't know what you think about it. I think, I mean, I think the story is mostly subjective. There's not, again, it's music and with no words. So it's not exactly, um, like, I don't know, narrative, that's kind of loose, that's a loose term in this way. Uh, the story, um, I get, I mean, it's about someone getting dementia, and that's really, you can glean a lot of little nuances out of it, um, but, uh, I've seen, uh, and I talk about this a little bit in my next video on, uh, on Everywhere at the End of Time, which I won't spoil here, but they, there's this theory that it's like, oh, there's like a love story to Everywhere at the End of Time, because a lot of the songs are about, well, they're, they're love songs, which is not uncommon for, uh, my, I, I sort of am like debunking that theory because most songs are about our love songs like well, any pick any song on the radio it's about a girl and a guy like that's what it is well, um you get into that part then you're just telling a story in a notebook <laughs> yes i mean i, I can really forgot that movie was about dementia yeah i think she gets like alzheimer's or something yeah and then they die which is sad but um i don't know i it doesn't have to be about love. I actually think that kills the story a little bit more. Because you don't need it to be about love for it to, to have an impact. And I think people trying to give it a love story tries to humanize, uh, humanize it less and make it... Try to make it like, oh, there was, there was something good out of it. It's like, no, there's nothing good out of it. It's a, shrug, uh, it's a struggle the whole time. Um, we were also asked, how has Everywhere at the End of Time affected you guys? Uh, if you want to go first. Um, how has it affected me? Uh, it's definitely added another thing that has been very interesting to me. Uh, most content that I make on the channel is or was anyway about Star Wars or a video game or something like that. A lot of the interests um, in my own uh, life have remained the same for many, many years. Uh, but Everywhere at the End of Time was cool because it was something that I had never uh, been into before. Um, it was it just it was a very unique thing, and it's sort of a, now an aspect of my area of interest. Um, that I'd never uh, had before, and it's cool. Uh, it's a cool idea, and I've enjoyed making videos about it, which has been a big part of what I, you know, has has affected me, I guess. But as far as like emotionally, like you know, has it affected my view on the world? No, not really. It's uh, it's an interesting insight into uh, dementia and stuff, but uh, I don't think my my worldview has been revolutionized by buy it but it's definitely uh, had an impact on me i suppose it impacted me by getting us at least 50 subscribers and 3,000 views on, a, on our youtube channel <laughs> uh, much appreciated um but also i mean yeah we we listened to that we started at what 7 7 p.m on a school night and we listened through all six and a half hours of it until 1 30 a.m and come Come probably about midnight, we were dreading it, dreading it. Like it was painful to start listening to at some point. So I think to be able to to do that, being the purpose of it, has affected. Like like I've gained respect for people who have to suffer through twenty years. I mean I already had respect for them because it's it's an awful disease and we kind of already knew that. But I think going through this and as it's opened my eyes a little bit. I mean, but again, I don't have anyone in my family who suffers from anything similar, so it's not 
not anything personal. I, I don't have a personal touch to it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not one of those people, and I don't think Jay, uh, Chef is either. Where he, we're, we're not crying at the ending. It's a <laughs> yeah, no. It's a satisfying ending, but we're not crying at it because it's not. It has not taken that type of toll on us that it has for some people. Um, so it has officially been an hour. Um, I'll let any last minute questions come in, um, but this will be the thing. Just uh, sending you last questions if you have them. Um, but we will be getting off soon. Um, Care Bear, I will say this right now just while it's on. The music has gotten a lot more dreary right now. It's lots of Oh, yeah. This has taken a good turn. I do like this. Um, but this doesn't sound like... It's kind of a twist, actually. It doesn't sound like anything I've heard before. The uh, thing. Like, like in the, in the same thing. Also, I've seen you guys play Minecraft in the... Everywhere I've been on time review. How long have you guys been playing it? What do you think about the... Granada being the source of the Hell Science? Okay, those are two questions. How long have we been playing Minecraft? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I've been playing it for... Uh, I want to say now... Uh, about nine years. Um, I guess. I mean, I've been playing it for probably since like freshman year, so probably like four or five years. Um, but... we that The world we were playing on was a world that we started because of quarantine. I mean, it was a little after quarantine, but we just wanted something to do, so we started it. Um, and we just we just did that as something to do while we listened to it, so we didn't just sit there and do it. Um, but we've been playing it for a little bit. Um, you can check me out on Twitch, where I play games like that, if you want to. That is twitch.tv slash slime. Oh, I'm sorry, I just burped in the middle of, you know, <laughs> being a sellout. I'm so sorry. Um, twitch.tv slash slime nug. Um, just S-L-I-M-E-N-U-G. Um, I also play um, Star Wars games over there. I'm doing the retrospectives on that. But um, we play Minecraft every once in a while. But we've been playing that for a little bit. And what do you guys think about the Gr Granada being the source of the Hell Science? I don't know what the Granada is. Um, Let me... Is, uh, something, should I, is this something I should like look up? If you, if you go to the... Uh my original everywhere at the end of time video and you go down into the the description um you will see in the section where i list uh other uh, music that i use in the video um there's I, I link the song granada uh in the description um it's just it's it's this latin uh, oh, orchestra we listened song. To, we listened to this the night that we watched the actual thing. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, this Latin gonna, orchestra song. Are we going to get copyright striped if I play this? I I mean, I wouldn't play it on stream, but... Um, what I mean, what do I personally feel about it? I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's cool that, uh, like, when I first listened, when I first found out about the uh, Hell Sirens and stuff, I didn't, I didn't really... It didn't even occur to me that it was a sample from an actual piece of music. I just figured it was some sort of horrific sound that he uh, created. But uh, yeah, it's just a really, really slowed and and uh, sort of scrambled, uh, distorted version of that song. And uh, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting that he took such a normal sounding orchestra song and uh, turned it into something so hellish um he also mentions that um samples of that song are also found in stage six which looking at stuff like that like that's a deep dive into the manipulation of the music you have to like i don't know if just listening to it like we did would be able to do that but um to to, to point out that I, I don't know like where it first appears for the first time and where it shows up at other port uh, other parts would uh, be a deep dive, but I think that if the only samples are the Hell Sirens and Stage 6, I mean, I guess it 
it would just make sense because stage six is the complete bumbling of the mind where it's all meshed together so even hell signs that could be misinterpreted uh like i said earlier misinterpreted doorbells that are making you freak out it's all just jamming together i mean that that was the example i used earlier i said i was like it could just be yeah. doorbells that he's hearing at, at like a different volume or something like stage six is just the jamble of everything so it makes sense to include a clip there so i like that um okay chef do you have any final words um no but if you've made it this far in the video uh whether on the live stream or watching it back uh good for you <laughs> uh thanks for watching our first episode of our podcast uh, i don't know how far this will go but um uh, hopefully it goes far and uh, if you again if you've made it this far please let us know what you'd like to see in the channel uh and please um uh, i don't know subscribe or whatever yeah i'll be doing my shrilling too shrilling that's not the word i meant to use but what what is it like shout outs i guess Shilling. I mean, you're shilling. 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 Yeah. shilling. I, I added an R. Shilling. Uh, shilling. Uh, my shillings, I guess. Um, check me out on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash SlimeLug. That'll be a good place to find me. And you can talk to me there. You can talk to me about basically anything. Uh, we kind of just chill there. Um, if you're listening on a rerun of the live stream, please check out the YouTube channel. Um, the Digital Saloon. Uh, two O's in Saloon um, and check out our socials um, on Instagram we are the Digital Saloon YT um, same way as it's spelled on the YouTube and our Twitter is I believe it's just Saloon YT let me check on that before I, before I lie to you guys yeah so our Twitter is just Saloon YT so uh, check us out there um, and also join the Discord and you can um, be a part of the stream um, and be asking us questions like we had, had today. So um, other than that, I think we're done for tonight. Um, if you ask questions in between uh, the podcasts, um, we will have little sections where we just answer all the questions in there. Um, they will probably end up either being at the beginning or end of podcasts, but we will do that if you ask in between. So don't hesitate to ask questions and we can answer them um okay <laughs> yep <laughs>